0: Well, it is an honor to be here tonight. It's an honor to be here yesterday. It's an honor to be here this morning. It's just an honor to be here. And uh, praise the Lord. I do want to say a couple things, and I'm having a hard time because he stole one of my stories. Uh, But uh, that first time, that first meeting that we had changed everything. While we were talking, of course, uh, I don't know if you know Brother Cofield, but... uh, I, it was hard. I really did not think he cared. At first, my first thing was, and because he was always talking, "Oh, brother, look at look over here and look over there," and and I was just thinking, "I'm right here. I guess we can talk about other things if you want to." You know, I just uh, and uh, it did not take long though before I figured out that's just who he is and. Uh, it has always been exciting. I did not know it was like that, uh, and uh, I had never spoken within, with a pastor with as much ADD as uh, <laughs> Brother Colefield. And uh, and I tell I tell you what it was, though, is when the missionary came in, and he sat down, and he he said, "Hey, man, brother," <laughs> he said, "He said, uh, not you meet Brother Chris Hanks.' Of course, he you know he just met me for five minutes." And uh, Dean was sitting right there. watching me. Brother Chris Hanks. is going to be a missionary. Go out and start a church in Colorado. And he said, oh, really? He said, Colorado. He said, we were in Colorado. He said, we helped to start a church out there. And he said, that place needs church. Right then, he's just like. And he, looked, he had that, that look on me. He said, he looked at me. He said, amen, brother. And that, like he said, It blessed my heart. I don't know of a man of more pure heart and spirit than Brother Wayne Cofield. A man of integrity. He loves the Lord. He loves the Word. And uh, he loves God's people. And he loves God's servants. And I thank God for him. I've got something that I wanted to give to him. Why don't you bring that up to me if you would. And uh, my, uh, my assistant pastor... Uh, that I brought with me from Lexington, Kentucky. All right. And uh, it's just a uh, picture that we would like to commemorate. Brother Cofield, if you would come up here uh, for just a moment. I actually put in the last picture because I wanted to get a picture from the 40th anniversary celebration at the thing last night of of us together and our prayer card. And then the picture we were talking about Today I have the picture of all the uh, youth group that came out here, It came out to Grand Junction uh, to work, It got their picture on here, and then our family uh, when, when we were here. But also I've got a, uh, right in the middle is a map that's split into two. On the right side, on your side of the map is Dalton, Georgia, and on our side of the map is Grand Junction, and it's connected by Colorado Ruby Chips commemorating your 40th anniversary. And we wanted to give that to you and want you to know I love you, brother. We appreciate you very much. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thanks, buddy. Amen. 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 We love you. Thank you, Miss Connie, for everything. Great lady. And I appreciate that. Thank you uh, to all the ones. Can't call them uns anymore, can you? But uh, uh, Brother Jason and Brother Steve and maybe Stephanie, but we know Mark, Mark and Amy, uh, including them, uh, but uh, Amy out there. And thank God, I tell you, it's uh, amazing to see people serve the Lord anymore, but to see the heart for God from one family. You don't find that as much anymore, and I thank God for it, and I appreciate that. And y'all have already done it. If you didn't do it, I was going to say it. But I want to say thank you, Jason. You've done a wonderful job. It's funny, when it comes to things like this, you'd be surprised at the amount of people that become hesitant when they start honoring the pastor. Let me tell you something. Don't ever, ever pull back on that and don't ever stop that. God loves his man. And if you have a real man of God, you won't have to worry about keeping him humble. That's right, and uh, God will bless you for honoring his man, but you've done a wonderful job. I tell you what, everything that's happened, I I was just like, man, that was great. That was great. It was wonderful, and uh, I appreciate it. Everything from the banquet last night, still feasting on that as much as I'm feasting from Tijuana's uh, today, and uh, it's been wonderful. Uh, Brother Clay and uh, the message that he gave last night, y'all missed it. I don't even know why I'm here, you had him last night, you had Tony Howitt this morning that gets up and just talks off the cuff and says all kinds of wonderful things and uh, ain't got a lick of sense, you know that's right, and uh, great, great, uh, both of them great preachers and, uh, but I just want to remind you, Brother Tony said I got 15 hours, you were there right? Should we go back and play that today? I I, I don't know if I need to remind you. He said, I've got 15 hours tonight, and I don't think I'll need it all. All right, Amen. But it is good to see you here. Uh, Genesis 45 this evening. Uh, But I do bring you greetings from uh, Alicia and the rest of the family. I do have Kyle and Bethany here. Uh, And uh, Kyle has his friend Hannah with us here tonight. Uh, But uh, Chelsea... Uh, and uh, Caleb and Connor are out there with Mama, and uh, but we send our love to you, and we appreciate you. We think of y'all often, and uh, we love y'all. We love you, preacher, and his wife and family dearly. And uh, Amen. I think about think about y'all a lot, and uh, even you kids. And I say that, brother Jason, you're 40 years old. You kids, you kid Stephen. You know, I do think about you, and I'm praying for you. And praise God. Let's all stand for just a moment and read from the Word of God here this evening. We'll try and preach a thought that the Lord's just laid on my heart, but I'm going to be honest with you, this is not my kind of strength in preaching, if I even have any. <laughs> even if I don't have any, I know this one's not it, okay? <laughs> so, uh, <we're laughs> just wanted to be clear up front. I'm not trying to be something I ain't, amen. Genesis chapter 45, I do believe in the Word though, I do believe the Word and uh, that's what we're going to hold on to here this evening. Let's begin reading, we're going to bounce around for a little bit until we find where we're going. then Joseph could not refrain himself before all them that stood by him and he cried, Cause every man to go out from me, and there stood no man with him, while Joseph made himself known unto his brethren. And he wept aloud, and the Egyptians and the house of Pharaoh heard, and Joseph said unto his brethren, I am Joseph, doth my father yet live. And his brethren could not answer him, for they were troubled at his presence. And Joseph said unto his brethren, Come near to me, I pray you. And they came near, and he said, I am Joseph, your brother, whom you sold in Egypt. Now therefore, <clears throat> be not grieved nor angry with yourselves that ye sold me hither, for God did send me before you to preserve life. For these two years hath the famine been in the land, and yet there are five years in the which there shall neither be earing nor harvest. And God sent me before you to preserve a posterity in the earth and to save your lives by a great deliverance. So let's skip down if we can now to verse sixteen. And the fame thereof was heard in Pharaoh's house, saying, Joseph's brethren are come. And it pleased Pharaoh well and his servants. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, Say unto thy brethren, This do ye, laid your beasts, and go, get you into the land of Canaan, and take your father and your households, and come unto me. And I will give you the good of the land of Egypt and ye shall eat the fat of the land. Now thou art commanded, this do ye, take ye wagons out of the land of Egypt for your little ones, and for your wives, and bring your father, and come. Lord, we love you tonight. I thank you, Lord, for Jesus Christ. Lord, I thank you for Calvary. I thank you, Lord, for your great love. I thank you, God, for including us in your plan. I thank you, God, for the blood that's been shed. Lord, I thank you, God, for church. Lord, you said that you have bought and paid for it with your own blood. In Acts chapter 20, And God, I thank you for a man of God that had a vision that was obedient unto his calling. God, we rejoice not just in what He's done, but in what You've done and in what You've done through Him. And God, I pray for Your continued blessing upon Him and upon the ministry of Whitfield Baptist Church. <coughs> I ask You, God, that You would enable Him. I pray, God, for Your continued favor upon this place And God, that you would help them as they continue to share the gospel, as they continue in their worldwide vision to get the gospel out to every creature. Help us, Lord, here tonight. I pray, God, for a touch from heaven. I pray you touch these, oh, so feeble lips. And God, I pray that you would glorify yourself here this evening. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You can be seated. This great Bible study and great Bible study of this great Bible story has shown us many things about Christ through the person of Joseph. We've seen here, if I can give you in type and in picture, we've seen the beloved son who was betrayed by his brothers. We've seen him suffer in a pit. We've seen him... Sold into slavery, we've seen him falsely accused, and we've seen him who was the rele- the revealer of dreams, who was imprisoned, who was forgotten, and then he, at the end, was exalted to the right hand of the King. Then we see Jacob, the great patriarch, who was living in the land of Canaan, but suffering in the great famine of the land. Here he is, he sends his son to Egypt to buy bread. Not because it tasted good, but so they could live. Just to live. After a lot of other different parts of the story that kick in, we see that Joseph finally reveals himself to his brethren as the ruler of the land. And after Joseph tells Pharaoh about the arrival of the family, Pharaoh tells them to bring them all to Egypt. And in this great commission, I don't know if you caught that or not, he said, "Ah," He sent them out on a commission. He said, I want you to go. I want you to bring them all over here. He gave a great commission and in that command, was found in verse number 19. Look at, once again. I'm going to preach you a thought tonight. I, I know there's preaching about it. I have never, Personally, I've never heard any preaching about it. And I haven't been able to find a whole lot that's been written about it. But it pricked my heart about some things. And I'm going to connect it and not near as good or as eloquent as Brother Tony did this morning. Just with one little word and. But here, I want you to look again at verse number 19. Now thou art commanded, this do ye, take you wagons out of the land of Egypt. I just want to preach for a minute on the wagons are coming. The wagons of Whitfield. Praise the Lord. I want to share with you a couple thoughts here this evening. And here I want you to see first of all in this In verse number 19, he says, take you wagons out of the land of Egypt. And he says, for your little ones and for your wives, and bring your father and come. Can I tell you first of all that the wagons are meant for people. Somebody help me right there. I thank God for the wagon that came my way. August 14, 1977, I'm glad for a wagon that came my way. While we were just watching this video for the second time here today, I blessed my heart seeing a big old yellow bus. (laughs) Praise God, Brother John, for an old yellow bus. It blesses my heart to see wagons going out from Whitfield Baptist Church. Hey, let me tell you something, friend. The wagons are still going and the wagons are still meant for people. The wagons aren't meant for show. The wagons are meant to bring somebody back to the king. And let me... encourage you a little bit here Whitfield. you may say oh uh, but, but there's not a lot of things I can do and maybe you can't even work on the bus but you're still a wagon and if you have to you can carry your own Bible tracks with you and you can carry your gospel tracks and you can be a wagon to somebody you can turn your car your your, your van into a wagon and you can bring somebody to church because praise God the wagons are still rolling at Whitfield Baptist Church I I'm glad after 40 years, praise God, that this man hadn't lost a vision, that he still cares about people, that he still goes out and knocks on doors, that he's still a testimony everywhere he goes. I'm glad for wagons that are still rolling. Praise God. I sure am glad too though that Uh, sometimes even if the wagon uh, uh, maybe you don't uh, you you ain't got anything to do with it but the Holy Ghost can bring a, a wagon by your way somebody help me I was just sharing with you August 14, 1977, after a teen boy had gotten killed in her own youth group. I'll never forget that morning. It was on a Sunday morning it was before church ever started, but there's a wagon came by my road, came by my way. I was sitting in the back seat of our car trying to get to church, and I knew in that very moment that if I died, I'd go to hell. But I'm glad this evening for the Holy Ghost wagon that came my way and told me if I get on it he'd take me the rest of the way praise God I tell you this though you got to understand this wagon is going to take a surrender look at what it says here verse number 19 what's the very last word of verse number 19 come, even though that's a command, it's still an invitation. You're going to have to surrender some things if you're going to come. You're going to have to give up your own will. You're going to have to give up your own works. You're going to have to give up your own way. The Holy Ghost is a gentleman. He does not demand, but He's given the offer and He still invites you. There still might be somebody here tonight. You've been white knuckling the back of the pew that's in front of you for a number of weeks. You might be coming. You might know the grace of God. You might know the way of the Gospel, but you keep holding on thinking that you can resist. He's not going to make you get saved. But you need to know that that wagon's still running tonight. And if you're going to get on, you're going to have to give up your own way. and You're going to have to give up your own will. Matter of fact, in the next verse, you're going to find out of that wagon it's going to demand a separating two. <laughs> also, regard not your stuff. Come on, somebody help me right there. Regard not your stuff for the good of all the land is yours. Boy, aren't you glad by the way that everything that He's got to offer you is better than anything that you've ever had. Can I get a witness right there? Some of you were down and out. We heard the testimony, praise God this morning, of a man that had already been condemned, had already been arrested and condemned into jail, already been sentenced. He was already a slave to his own vices. Some of you, you were already a slave to a whole lot of other things. Aren't you glad that you didn't have to maintain that when He sets you free. Aren't you glad that when God makes you free, you are free, indeed? Amen. Praise God for that. And let me tell you this: things that He's got to offer—it's better than anything else that you could ever have. Woo! <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! My goodness, you'll find out that everything of the flesh, everything, every lust of the eyes, everything that this whole world has to offer, hey, it'll never compare to the blessings of God. It'll never compare to taking the gospel down the streets. Every fun that you think you ever had on a Friday or a Saturday night, it'll never measure up, praise God, to the blessing of coming into the house of God and singing his praises, and loving one another and kneeling at an old-fashioned altar. Praise God. You remember that day? I don't know what y'all, I had, Stephen was the lone person that stood out of this one. Oh, y'all, most y'all got saved here, it looked like, when y'all were standing up. Either y'all got saved before then or we're still praying for you. I'm not sure which. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Thank. No, I was kidding. I'm here to love you. Amen. I was kidding. All right. My goodness. You remember that day? You remember? Remember that old song? I don't know if y'all ever sang it here. I was thinking about it the other day. I was like, man, I need to start singing that at my church again. It was on a Sunday. Somebody touched me. Woo! if you got saved on a Sunday, would you raise your hand? By the way, I just want to say that's my crowd. Saved on a Sunday. Thank you. Put your hands down. If you were saved on a Monday, would you raise your hand? Right over here. Right over here. Praise God. You were saved on a Tuesday. Raise your hand. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. If you were saved on a Wednesday, raise your hand. My Hallelujah. Praise God. Thursday. Who's got a Thursday? Hallelujah. Who's got a Friday? Friday. praise God. Who's got a Saturday? Hey, my point here, friend, it's simple. Hey, the wagons are still rolling. It doesn't matter what day. But when in the bat, the wagon comes by, you better get on. Hey. Praise God. Hey. Sure. The wagons are still coming. Preacher, I know you ain't going to. I surely, God knows my heart. I ain't trying to instruct you on nothing. God knows my heart. I'm just trying to encourage you. Don't stop the wagons. Don't stop the wagons. Let me tell you something. One of the reasons why, you listen to what I'm saying here. One of the reasons why, and I'm not part of your wagon ministry here, but it would hurt me if you stopped the wagons here. It would hurt me and it would hurt our ministry. You don't know it, but I almost just died right there. I did catch myself. Let me just tell you, all of my eye judgment is gone. I was playing ping pong today with my daughter at, Brother Rick, at the bottom of Brother Rick Spence's church. This has nothing to do with the message. I, and it's one of those... I almost died, but praise God. But preacher, can I tell you, don't you dare. Don't you dare stop it. I need you to run the wagons here. I need to know my preacher's still going out on visitation. I need to know that the bus ministry's still rolling. I need to know that Whitfield Baptist Church is still ordering gospel tracts. I need to know when people show up for the breakfast before you go out on show winning. I need to know that the invitation's still being given here on a Sunday morning and a Sunday night and a Wednesday night. I need to know. I need it. I need it. Take your Bibles, look again now. Genesis 45. Verse 21. And the children of Israel did so. And Joseph, what? Gave them wagons. According to the commandment of Pharaoh, And gave him provision for the way. Now, I don't even know if I can preach this. So I'm going to say it and hope you get it. What do you think he sent the provisions for him in? Huh? Don't be afraid. Thank you, sis. By the way, I mean, you think people were carrying it when they had wagons there? Uh, You may not get it. So let me say it like this. Everything that you need for your trip to get on the wagon has already been supplied for you in the wagon. <laughs> oh, come on now. I thought that helped somebody a little bit right there. That was good. Maybe I just messed it up in how I said it. I don't know. Get Brother Tony in here and cry and everybody be shout. i kid. I love Brother Tony. He's a great preacher, a great man of God. Let me give it to you like this, number two. The wagons minister provision. The wagons minister provision. Like we just read, you ain't going to need your old stuff when you get to the new land. Can I get an amen? But everything, they even though they sent the wagons out and they sent the wagons out before anybody was ever on them. Somebody help me now. They sent those wagons out before anybody ever got on them. But can I tell you that there was every provision that they would ever need that was already in the wagons. Woo, hallelujah. That helps me. I might just say that again throughout this thing. That helps me. That helps me. Now by the way, let me just say, the wagons had a purpose too. And the purpose was to carry people. All those people, praise God, it was going to bring them out. You talk about a nobody left behind act, friend. That's what this thing was all about. He said, I don't want you to leave anybody over there. I want you to bring them all. You can come one, come all. Whosoever will may come. Amen. I believe in that. There's a purpose to every wagon that ever goes out. Every gospel call, every invitation. There's always a purpose. And know what we do around here, praise God. Can I say it like this though? The wagons had a personality. I say, what are you talking about? Can you imagine these wagons? I don't know, Brother Stephen. I think though that the wagons struck fascination in people's hearts. Is everybody all right? Stick with me for just a minute. Every time them wagons went around, can you <laughs> I don't know what it was like going from Egypt over into Canaan, but I just say it was a long, dry, dusty trip. You imagine some old shepherd saying, Hey, looky there. What do you think that is? And him saying, ah. <laughs> Looky there. You ever seen a government procession? I mean, does not that fill your heart with intrigue? Does it not fascinate you? Let me tell you, I'm fascinated whenever one of them big Hummer limousines come by. Can I get a witness right there? Holy cow. Looky there. Have you ever seen anything like that in your life? By the way, do you mind if I chase a rabbit for just a second? I don't know if you remember, but the Cud, we was in there working one night late, past the time any of us should have been up. I'm sure. And I walked. I'd been outside and I done saw something. I said, "Man, whose Hummer is that out there?" And he said, "It's not mine, but it's my boss's. You want to drive it?" I said, "Yeah, I want to drive it." This has nothing to do with the message once again. I told you this was not my strength in preaching, all right? So we're all good. He threw the keys at me. I got—I'd never dreamed of anything like that in my life. I got out here where am I at on this road. I went that away. And I said, you know what? Here I was, missionary. Okay, I said, I just want to feel like I've got money. You know, I mean, that thing had everything on it back then. I mean, we're talking 2000, 2001. Yeah, I mean, that thing had a rear view camera. Son, I would never seen anything like that. I know you think it's dumb and stupid now, but it wasn't that back then. That thing had a full snorkel outfit. You remember what I'm talking about? Full snorkel outfit. I could have drove through a lake. I'd have never done it, but I knew I could if I wanted to. <laughs> it was wonderful. I thought, I'm going to get down. I'm going to drive down to Flying J. Is it still down there? I'm going to drive down to Flying J. I'm going to make sure everybody sees me when I get out. I'm going to go inside, and I'm going to get me a Coke. Back then, a Coke, Dr. Pepper, I don't remember. I tell you that God has delivered me from those vices. I don't. I no longer drink that bad stuff. I've moved up to mocha frappes. But anyway, that's another story. <laughs> 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 and uh, so sure enough, I got in there. I mean, he showed me all the little gadgets. And I got in there. I drove all the way down there. And I, I, I was by myself. I shouldn't even tell this because you'd never know. Never mind. No, I got, I got all the, way, I got all the way down there, and I did it, buddy. I was, was, I was working it. I got out. I looked around. Made sure everybody was looking. Started slowly walking up to the door. I was in my, I was in my suit. Had my tie on. I was looking good. About 50 pounds ago. <laughs> I just, like, just ease in here. I pulled out my billfold, walked up to the front door. I hadn't even entered inside yet. Walked up to the front door, looked inside. I didn't have a dime. <laughs> didn't have a dime. I didn't even have plastic. You know what? I, I didn't have nothing. I was a missionary. <laughs> I, didn't have a, I didn't have no debit card. didn't have no credit card. I didn't have nothing. The handle was right here. I had my hand on the handle. I was looking inside. And say, fold it up. Put it back in. Wait, got, back. <laughs> got back inside my big Hummer. Hallelujah. Got behind the wheel. I said, oh God, why am I so stupid? I'm so sorry for trying to be something I'm not. That thing had a PA system on it. I got in, turned that PA system on with that CB microphone. I sang victory in Jesus all the way back then. Can I tell it to you like this though? God has supplied every need that I've ever had. I said God has supplied every need that I've ever had. God has supplied every need that I've ever had. God has has been faithful. He's been faithful in every part of the thing. Praise God. Let me give these to you real quick. I also believe that, that those wagons, not only did they stir a fascination in people's hearts, but I, I believe it also struck fear in the people's hearts. Oh, you better believe it. I'll promise you Pharaoh's symbol was on those wagons somewhere. Can you imagine along that road that there was some guys, some thieves, some guys that wouldn't have been up to any good and they, and they would nudge each other and they say, oh man, maybe we ought to go bump that off. I better, I bet they've got stuff. Can you imagine the other guy saying, son, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm steering clear of that one. You mess around with that one, you're going to bring Pharaoh and everybody on it. Somebody help me right there. Hey, let me tell you something. Once you see the wagons, you need to know Oh, there's a fascination that comes but there's a fear that comes and you need to know that this world though it hates us it's still fearful of us because there's nothing there's nothing that can stand against God and His Word. Amen I'm thankful for a president that's not ashamed of what he is I'm thankful for a president that's not ashamed of being an American. Amen. Doesn't mean we don't need to pray for him. Doesn't mean we don't need God here. We need God. But you need to know this, friend. power as a Christian is not wound up in the popularity of what's going on in Washington. It doesn't matter who's in the White House. The only thing that matters is that we're in God's house and that God can bless you and that God can empower you so that nothing can withstand you as you serve Him. Praise God. I also believe though too that it struck fancy into the hearts of people. Here's what I mean. What do you think it'd be like to ride in one of them, John? Son, I don't know, but I sure would like to ride in one of them sometime. Come on now. I got a question. Why are some of you Christians that have all the promises of God I said you've got all the promises of God. Why is it that you're riding coach when you could be riding first class? Why is it that you've settled for second best? Why is it that you're looking for the honor of the world knowing that God has provided a first class seat for you? My good goodness, quit living on the scraps of your Christianity and why don't you start living on the promises of God? Amen. Amen. Tell you this though, the wagons had a pleasantness about them. Look at what it says there. Verse number 22. To all of them he gave each man changes of raiment. But to Benjamin he gave 300 pieces of silver and five changes. There's no way I'm going to preach all of this so I hope you're going to get it quick. But can I tell you, for whoever's going to get on, you're going to get a change of raiment. You're going to look different than, than you did when you first got on. Somebody help me out. And I'm talking about in the eyes of God. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Do I really need to preach that other part about Benjamin, the younger brother? How that God provided him five changes of raiment. Five being the number of grace. Oh, aren't you glad for our, for our elder brother who has provided the grace that's based on his namesake and has been offered to you that you might live in the fullness of his grace. I'm hurrying. I want you to see this though. The wagons had a picture because it took them from a land of, from a land of poverty to a land of plenty. Can I just remind you the half has never been told. <laughs> Matter of fact, they got on only knowing a promise. And when they arrived, it far outweighed, are you with me, anything that they had ever dreamed. Hey, let me just remind you. You, you. you can go back and read it if you want to. Let me just tell you how this thing works. They got on there. They didn't just find enough food for them. They took all their flocks. Buddy, that was all gone in their land. They landed in the land of Goshen. They said, Hallelujah. There's food and provender enough for all of us. God has looked upon us and made us glad. Hallelujah. I'm hurrying here. Look at what else the Bible says. This one blessed my heart. Look, if you would, down at verse number 25. And they went up out of Egypt and came to the land of Canaan unto Jacob their father and told him, saying, Jake, uh, Joseph is yet alive, and he's the governor over all the land of Egypt. And Jacob's heart fainted, for he believed them not. And they told him all the words of Joseph which he had said unto them. And what? When he, when he saw the wagons, <laughs> when he saw the wagons which Joseph had sent to carry him. The spirit of Jacob, their father, revived. (laughs) I want to just share a couple things with you. Here's Jacob. When his boys came back, by the way, isn't it something? They had to beat the wagons back. Come on now, I want to deal with this for just a minute. You stick with me here. They had to beat the wagons back. They said, boy, when we show up, daddy ain't going to believe all this now. Daddy doesn't know the story. Are you with me here? Daddy doesn't know the story. Matter of fact, they had to make some things right Right. at home. They had to make some things right with the father. Somebody help me. They had to make some things right with the father and at least they knew the Egyptians shouldn't hear what we have to say. Yeah. Come on now, y'all okay? We got, can you imagine them the night before, boys, we better hurry up and split. They know where they're going, we'll leave a dog to lead them back, but we better get up there and we better talk today. We've got some splaining to do. How many of you ever, how many of you ever had some splaining to do? Heard some confessions this morning from these wicked children, the Brother Cofield, the wicked things that they were confessing to as they were trying to honor their parents. By the way, Brother Clay, you need to, you need to get a recording of that because somehow them MacNeese boys kept coming up in the testimonies too. Just wanted you to know, just wanted you to know. That's fair, isn't it? That's fair? Oh, it's great. Just want you to get this, though. They had to get some things right. Can you imagine what can you imagine what was going through his mind, though? Joseph, here he is, just sitting there minding his own business. Now I want to remind you of something. Jo- Jacob was already like dead. Matter of fact, they knew his heart was bound up in the life of Joseph. When he lost Joseph, he set that same affection upon Benjamin. They knew all of that. Oh, look at what we did. Jacob had been like dead. There was no glory. There wasn't much joy. When they showed up, they said, oh, daddy, by the way, Joseph's alive. Can you imagine? The Bible says he didn't believe him. His heart fainted. Is everybody okay? His heart fainted. Didn't believe him. As a matter of fact, he didn't believe him so much. I can only imagine. I'm just imagining. I can only imagine. He said, why are you boys going to bring that up? He had to remember his dreamer. You ever had a dream and lost it? It lost his dreamer. He had to remember a death. When they told him about Joseph, all he could remember was that coat dipped in blood, torn like a wild animal had shredded it in a field forlorn of any love and care in a testimony that he was left destitute by himself in a field for a wild animal to worry to death. Y'all here, He had to be reminded. By the way, the only path to some of y'all's deliverance is by remembering some things from before. Just take a moment and seal of that one for later. That's right. But it was necessary because when he saw the wagons, can you imagine that? Boy, just leave me alone. I don't want to think about it anymore. Why? Why would you bring that up? Oh, but daddy, you don't understand. Oh, but daddy, you don't know you don't know what we did. And oh, but daddy, I don't want to talk about it. I don't What is that out yonder? What's that I see? What what's coming my way? <laughs> what was that you said? I see a wagon! That's a wagon from Egypt. That's a wagon with a royal insignia. That's a wagon that's coming with a purpose. That's a wagon that's bringing provision. And you see that old man. The Bible says, Jacob, their father, revived. It's like he had been dead all that time. God. Jacob, their father, revived. <laughs> 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 Woo! I see a wagon! Here he was. I know the Bible says that he had been limping ever since that wrestling match when he was by himself. I can only imagine him running around. I can only imagine him saying, "Hey, there's a wagon!" Yeah. Hey. The other day, the other day, preacher. Sunday morning, last last week, last Sunday morning. I, have a private conversation with you. i was struggling with some things. Only here, right. yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. By the way, that's the worst place to have a problem. Right. Right. Uh huh. Need some renewing of the minds. Right. Amen. I was half upset, half complaining. It's five thirty in the morning. Didn't want to be up then anyway. <laughs> I'd gotten up earlier, though, and I'd gotten in my van, started riding down the road. For a great purpose, I had to go get me a mocha frappe. (laughs) How did we end up at McDonald's again? I don't know. I was on my way. I'm not joking. I was on my way to get myself a mocha frappe to make me feel better. (laughs) Just being honest, right? By the way, I still hate coffee. I don't like it. Don't you dare tell me a mocha frappe's got coffee in it. We're going to have a problem tonight. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. But I, I went to get me a mocha frappe. And my, my dad, we we always talk at 5.30 on Sunday mornings. Well, it's 5.30 my time. It's 6.30 his time. He cheats. <laughs> so, And I was... Glad talking, daddy, I love you, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And my dad pulled one on me. He didn't even know it. He said, Man, he said, I, he said, I was reading that book that you wrote. And he showed me and he shared with me this. He said, he said That is a great verse. And he told me the verse. He said, Man, he said, That thing is powerful. And I'm going to tell you, it is just like God came down. Are you with me here? God came down and rebuked me and confronted me and <laughs> commissioned me and He confirmed to me all in a matter of five seconds. Are you with me? And all I could say is, without breaking out into open weeping, I did want up the know. Unless he'll listen to this, my daddy still doesn't know this story. I haven't even told him. I said, oh, and I kept trying to, yeah, Dad, that's a great verse. Inside I bursted inside I said, Whoa. afterwards, I hung up the phone and I said, Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. By the way, this is point number three. The wagons will magnify praise. Amen. Old Jacob, he was. <laughs> Hadn't had his promise. Hadn't had anything met. All of a sudden he saw a wagon and he lost it. God sent a wagon right in front of me at 5.30 last Sunday morning. Right when I needed it. God gave it to me. I'm I'm, I'm on a point here. Yesterday, coming down the road, He called me we were talking we got done I leaned over to Kyle and I said that's probably one of the longest times I've ever gotten to talk to him on the phone remember what was said he was talking about prayer (laughs) just stick with me here for just a minute he said so many times I was wondering if my prayers would ever work somebody help me you remember that conversation he said so many times I was wondering if my prayers would ever work he so said, got to remembering how the devil started fighting me. He said, I knew if the devil didn't want it that bad, then God does want it that bad. And then all of a sudden, he said, God wants me to pray. And he told me story after story of things that happened. Can I just tell you something? That was old patriarchs. You stick with me here. That's old patriarchs. And let me tell you, don't misunderstand me. And this is not, I am not saying anything negative about him. Would not you dare but it wasn't our conversation was not about me it was not about my family it was not about his grandchildren the thing he got choked up about was talking about God <laughs> that might upset some people it doesn't upset me in the least I'm going to tell you why I need that I need that oh man of God I need that Amen. I need that more than you think I do you want to know what it was he didn't even set out to do it. But halfway through our conversation, he started weeping. He started laughing. Because he, he cried. He's one of those that can laugh and cry at the same time. I can't do that. Mine is always just ugly. <laughs> He's dignified. I'm not. I'm just like... Ah, you know, everybody's just like... Eh, okay... I'm going to tell you, he didn't even, uh, he knew, but from my standpoint, I thought right then, I'd say, that man's seeing some wagons. (laughs) When that wagon came by, the old man of God, the old patriarch, the man, by the way, can you see them boys now, thinking, man, we haven't seen dad shout in a long time. We haven't seen him raise his hand. We hadn't heard him testify about the Almighty. We hadn't heard too many things. But all of a sudden, the old man saw a wagon. He started getting excited and hobbling around and said, praise God. And all these boys that hadn't been right with God for so long, they him, hey, he still got it. The last time you proved something to your family because of what God's done in your life. Come on now. I'm done. I don't even know what time it was. I don't even know what time it started. I said I'm done, but I'm not. It's only a half truth because I mean to be done, but it's not quite there yet. But I didn't know if I was going to get here or not, and I feel compelled to share one thought. I want to show you something here. Chapter 46, and we'll be done. Chapter 46, verse 5. Jacob arose up from Beersheba, and the sons of Israel carried Jacob, their father, and their little ones, and their wives in the wagons, which Pharaoh had sent to carry him. Number four, the wagons will move you to paradise. Stick with me here for just a moment. I want to show you something. Look at verse number 29. The Bible says, And Joseph made ready his chariot, and went up to meet Israel his father to Goshen, and presented himself unto him, and fell on his neck, and wept on his neck a good while. And Israel said unto Joseph, Now let me die, since I have seen thy face. Because thou art yet alive. I'm going to give you a picture here. It's only a picture in type. And I know some people would be upset with me talking about Pharaoh in the the picture. There are big pictures and then there are smaller type pictures in the scriptures. But I want you to understand this right here. In his mind, (laughs) he was already dead. Is everybody all right? He He said, My goodness. I've seen you just letting me die. Now, I want to show you what happened. When that happened, guess what Joseph was doing? Joseph said, you know what? I think I'm going to go meet them halfway. (laughs) I think I'm going to go meet them. Is everybody all right? I think I'm going to go. They're coming here, but I'm going there. By the way, can I just tell you, friend, we've got ourselves a hope. Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout with the voice of the archangel with a trumpet God and the dead in Christ shall rise first that we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. Let me just tell you, when this whole thing's over you're going to find out we're going to meet him in the air. We're going that way and he's coming this way. He met him in Goshen. He said, man, and by the way, let me just tell you. It says that they met with one another and they embraced. They fell on their necks and the Bible says they wept a good while. Can I just remind you, friend, it's almost over. I said it's almost over. And when it's all over, praise God, it will be over. And you'll know that we'll be able to go and that we'll be able to weep on his neck a good while, a good while. I want you to see that was the revelation, how that Joseph revealed himself as the man, uh, the, the ruler. Now I want you to see this realization. Look at verse 30. Now let me die since I have seen thy face because thou art yet alive. Let me remind you, for now we see through a glass darkly. But then, face to face. It's a song they sang at my mom's funeral. Face to face with Christ my Savior. Face to face. Woo! That day's coming! I want to be found faithful so that when I see him face to face, we'll be able to rejoice and not be ashamed before him at his coming. Last thing I want you to see, look at verse 31. Joseph said unto his brethren and unto his father's house, I will go up show Pharaoh and say unto him, My brethren, my father's house, which were in the land of Canaan, are coming to thee. Skip over to chapter 47, we're almost done. Look at what it says here. Boy, I love this. Verse 6, The land of Egypt is before thee, and the best of land make thy father and brethren to dwell in the land of Goshen. Let them dwell. And if thou knowest any men of activity among them, then make them rulers over my cattle. Then Joseph brought in Jacob his father, and set him before Pharaoh, and Jacob blessed Pharaoh, and Pharaoh said unto Jacob, "How old art thou?" And Jacob said unto Pharaoh, "The days of the years of my pilgrimage are 130 years. Few and evil have the days of the years of my life been and have not attained to the days of the life, years of the life of my fathers in the days of their pilgrimage." And Jacob blessed Pharaoh and went out from before him. Let me give it to you like this. This right here is the representation. Yeah. There's way too much to give in in any of this. I just want you to see, though that Joseph stood before Pharaoh, king. And he gave an account of his whole trip. He said, now, O king, I have somebody I want to introduce you to. And he brought in his father. I don't know if you get in the picture or not. He brought in his father. And he introduced him to the king of the land. Jacob, who had no right to stand before Pharaoh was only able to do so by invitation by the ruler that had brought him in. Is everybody right? By the way, don't you know that we have an advocate with the Father? Jesus Christ the righteous. Woo! Hallelujah! Praise God! And let me tell you, you want to know what the end, let me tell you the end of this story. It said it twice in those verses we just read. All it said was that Jacob blessed Pharaoh. He just blessed Pharaoh. Oh, Pharaoh! Hallelujah! Praise God, Pharaoh! Let me just remind you, when all these things are over and done, all we're going to do is just bless his name from now to eternity. Why? Because he's worthy! I just want you to know, It was done in the mind of Pharaoh. He gave that commission. It was wrought by the work of Joseph. Let me remind you, it wasn't no little servants that were checking off the list of what needed to go in them wagons either. Joseph did it. Joseph who never made a mistake. Can I get a witness? Joseph who knew everything that they were going to need to the point where he commanded his brethren, you just see, you don't fall out by the way. Because if you fall out, it's on you. It ain't going to be on me. Amen. Let me tell you, your problem is not with Jesus. You might be bitter about something that's happened in your life. Something may not have played out. Didn't fight your fight. Didn't attain your dreams. Let me introduce you to Joseph. But God will take you so much further. And we know that all things work together for good. To them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. I don't know if you remember them or not. What was number one? The wagons are what? Meant for people. The wagons, number two, minister provision. Number three, the wagons magnify praise. What's that I see? I see a wagon. By the way, you'd be surprised. There's going to be wagons pop up in your life. Don't you dare let them go by. You better just go ahead and shout it out right there. Amen. Amen. And then the last one. I don't remember what it was. But it will bring you to the land of plenty.